Welcome to Cock of the Walk. This is Cock of the Walk. You are listening to Cock of the Walk. Thank God you're here. He's just got off. You might catch him if you go now. Okay, okay. Let's have a bit of calm. Jesus. But the robber, he's getting away. Yeah, let's start with the basics. Those fellas are probably long gone. Priority now is to establish some facts. But the thief... Love. He's gone. All right? Get over it. Sorry. You know, it's just a bit of a shock, what with him coming... Yeah, whatever. Right. Let's start with the important stuff. How many were there in this gang? Ten... Fifteen? No, there was only one. Yeah, but you could have been mistaken. No, there was definitely just the one. Just one? Yes, just one. Bloody hell. Right, fine. And exactly what did this one thief do? Um, he came in and walked up to the counter, but bowled as brass and asked for cigarettes. And as I turned to get them, he pulled, he pulled the till open and grabbed a handful of money and ran out of the shop. I mean, my heart's still racing. Is it? I tried to stop him, but he pushed me to the floor, and I I think I've sprained my ankle quite badly. Bloody hell. And roughly how much did this one thief take? Hundred? Two hundred? Five? Thousand? Thousands? No, it it was about 76 quid or something like that. We don't know exactly. It's usually quiet on a Tuesday. 76 quid? 76 shitting quid? One bloke and a couple of quid out the till. For Christ's sake, what's the matter with you people? You didn't kill anyone. Did he? Did he kill someone? It would make this whole thing a lot more interesting if he did. No, sorry, he didn't kill anyone. Shit it. So what you've basically done is given us a ring with your big city fancy lawyer's talk and told us some bloke took some pocket money and you sprained your ankle. Boo bloody who. We get a call saying there's been a robbery. Race over here, busting our asses to get to the scene of the crime. The speed we were going as well, it's a good job we didn't kill someone on the way here. Because believe me, we could have done. I don't believe I'm hearing this. You don't believe it. You'll never go at listening to it in my ears. There's people out there getting attacked, murdered and maimed left, right and frigging centre. People planting bombs, robbing gold and setting fire to very large bloody big buildings. You know, big things. Not nonsense like this. And there you sit with your sprained ankle saying, Oh no, it was only one man. He didn't take that much. We'll still be okay to go on our holiday to Magaluf. Don't worry. How the frig do you think we'll get a promotion dealing with mini crimes like this, eh? 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 I can't even look into my children's eyes sometimes. It's embarrassing. Uh, we never thought of it like that. it's not our fault. My children's eyes. Come on, let it go. That's it, come on. We'll go and drive the car really fast. Can I put the siren on? Of course you can. Welcome, everyone, to our weekly AA, Animation Anonymous meeting. For our new member, I am Splinter, and I'm here merely to coordinate. So, who wants to begin? He-Man, how about you? <clears throat> well, I'm working back at Morrison's. Fish counter. Well, that's positive. We ended last week's session when you were about to tell us about the work you did once the show ended and how you aren't too happy with it. The porno I did is making a bit of a retro comeback on YouTube. (laughs) Yes, Slimer, I did a porno. He-Man and the masturbators of the universe. It was a tough time. 
The show had finished. I was stuck at home every day with Battle Cat, and me and Skeletor had broken up. No, oh, not Skeletor again. Shut up, Fred. We don't mourn when you go on about Daphne. But she's dead. I have good reason. <laughs> That's right, Slimer. She knew the risks of injecting heroin directly into her eyeball. Group, please calm down and focus. Sorry. <laughs> please continue, He-Man. Well, the pressure of hiding our love from the rest of the cast was too tough. He didn't want the fans to think it was all a sham. He was just such a method actor, and as you know, He-Man and Skeletor didn't see eye to eye, and he couldn't leave it at the castle gate. By the powers of Grayskull, I miss him. I miss him. Ha, ha. Well done for trusting the group, He-Man. Fred, you're a prick. He's dead to me. Like JFK, but with worse sales figures. Sure, if you've already got the washed-up coots ball sack of crap out there with you, I haven't said fuck for 20 seconds, so I could probably do with a practice. Send him in! Big man! How's my favourite author? Would you like a scotch? You can have it in a big fucking glass, just like me. I'm fine. I don't drink scotch, actually. Jesus. I thought that's what writers were for. So, small talk. How's the family? What are you driving? Fine. Volvo. Fine cars, Roger. Fine fucking cars. And safe. I wouldn't knock them. And even if I did, you'd be safe on the inside, like a kite in a jam jar. Was there anything else? You're direct, Roger. That's your style, and I like your style. I've been hearing things, Raj. Things about the new book. Things like hackneyed and derivative and variations thereof. And when you're looking at derivatives of derivative, you are pretty fudging derivative. You are up the derivative without a freaking paddle. I've been having problems sleeping. You know... Writer's block. I haven't been feeling myself. A writer should always feel himself, Hargreaves. We locked you in the best hot damned hotel room in Hawaii for the best part of a year, Roger. And this is what you give me? Mr. Grumpy? Do I look like a dog's dick in a handmade shirt, Roger? Tell me honestly. This is just Mr. Uppity, rehashed and wearing a slightly different hat. You can't get away with it anymore. Mr. Busy and Mr. Rush. Mr. Bump and Mr. Clumsy. The big guns were classics in their time, but you can't keep trading on past glories. The fans are starting to notice, Roger. People are saying that Mr. Lazy was semi-autobiographical. I've still got it! You just gotta give me more time! Well, I'm afraid Mr. Time has been evicted from Mr. Manland. When I'm out there busting heads, cracking balls, and having a decisive impact on asses on your behalf, I need to know that you're right up in there behind me. You never had any faith in me! You were like this with Mr. Snow! Mr. Snow was built of horse shit and you know it. I invented a whole new genre! Does that count for nothing in your eyes? It's not your business what goes in my eyes, Raj. The zeitgeist was your bitch and you spanked her hard for a time. No one's saying that Mr. Tickle wasn't the face and incredibly long arms of a generation. But you've got to see that you're destroying yourself. You're a control freak, Roger. And I like that in a man. I'm a man, and I like it in me. I'll rephrase that. Later. What I need is results. Well, there is something. An idea for a whole new series I've been kicking around for a while. It's just the first draft, and, and I haven't done the pictures yet, but... I see. I, uh, I see what you've done here. Little Miss, huh? 
Do my dilated pupils deceive me, or is this little miss junk just the same old shit rehashed, but with chicks? I suppose you could see it that way. I love it. You're a genius. Welcome home, big man. I don't know how you do it, but you're back in the game. Janice, send in two of the biggest bottles of our fizziest fucking wine and check our credit on the account of the whorehouse. I think it's about time I introduced my new favourite writer to Little Miss Cokefield Sex. Did Bob Matheson ever get in touch? Gave him your number? Yeah, he rode into the middle of my office wearing a large feathery hat. The point of his rapier flashed for a moment under the fluorescent lighting, and within seconds three men lay dead and I was mildly annoyed. Then he swore an oath of undying loyalty to the king and left. <laughs> that sounds like Bob. <laughs> to be honest with you, I can't be doing with that kind of cavalier attitude. Bloody good accountant though. Ladies and gentlemen, have we got a treat for you this evening. Hello, have ya? Yes, we have. The world-renowned hypnotist, the great Ginger Dixon. That's right. So will you welcome to the stage, the great Ginger Dixon. He's having a piss. Oh no, the, there he is. The Great Ginger Dixon! Ladies and gentlemen, uh, for my first mind-blowing feat, I will need the aid of a young man. All right, Gary Glitter. Uh, you, sir, will you come to the stage? Take a seat. And what is your name? Roy. Roy Sleep. As you can see, ladies and gentlemen, Roy is completely hypnotised and susceptible to any suggestion I make to him. Roy, can you hear me? Yes. When I click my fingers, Roy, you will believe that your seat is on fire, but you will not be able to stand up. Now relax, Roy. As you can see, ladies and gentlemen, the magic has begun. The web has been truly woven. Let us have a little fun. Now, Roy, can you hear me? Yes. When I click my fingers, Roy, you will believe you are a plump, plucky chicken parading around the farm. Now, Roy, I shall count back from three down to one, and when I reach one, you will become your normal self. Three. Two. I, I think... I think I'm having... I should have seen it coming. I, no, I can't. I think he's dead. Well, what are we going to do? My husband's a chicken. Uh, somebody, somebody help me catch him, Roy. Uh, Roy! Leave him, love! Uh, 
to see if he lays an egg. I mean, the main reason we're having couples therapy, yeah, is that the main problem that I just don't feel like we're connecting like we should be. I mean, we both work all day and we get back and little Troy needs our attention until he goes to sleep. And, you know, by that point, all she wants to do is lie down and read a book, which I completely understand, yeah, but I think that's the moment we have to exert ourselves and use that extra bit of love and turn it into energy to reconnect our minds so we wake up as one. It's that little bit of sunshine that could brighten up our life. And how does that make you feel, Anna? Well, you heard him, he's a twat, isn't he? Cock of the Walk was performed by Matthew Bartlett, Alex Beckett, Becky Gemmell, James Kermack, Mike Shepherd, and Dominic Stevens. It was written by Matthew Bartlett, James Kermack, Mike Shepherd, Keith Carter, and Dominic Stevens. It was recorded and edited by Tony Stevens, with music by Mike Shepherd and Tony Stevens. The producers were Matthew Bartlett, Veronica Humphreys, and Dominic Stevens. The programme was a 31 Pumpkins production.